It's Hearts of Men, Monday, 314. Spring is in the air after a couple of snow and ice storms over the past few weeks. We are finally marching into spring. I'm happy to jump back on after a couple weeks and I want to talk a bit about just minimizing noise and what I've been doing recently to minimize the distraction and the noise and to find myself again. Hopefully this is important, relevant, and applicable to somebody today. Thanks for joining Hearts of Men. All right, let's uh, jump right in. As I've said, it's been a couple weeks since I've been able to record an episode on Hearts of Men, and we are in our second season of Hearts of Men, and this is pretty remarkable because it's really been over a year, just over over a year that I started this podcast, and we have recorded over 55 episodes, I believe. You know, and it's exciting because I know that many of you have listened and have been able to receive, hopefully, some wisdom and some valuable insight for your own journey, wherever you're at. If you're a father, if you're um, a husband, um, recently starting off in the journey of marriage, or if you've been a husband for years and years and you've been a father for many years, wherever you're at in life, or if you're still a single man in college, I hope that Hearts of Men is the place you can go to find raw, relevant, and important truth for your life. So I've just been on a journey lately of figuring out how I can minimize the distractions and the noise of the digital media world, social media, the news. I don't know if it's just, I think since the war in Ukraine, um, that first week or so, I was incredibly burdened in prayer. And at the same time, I was always checking Fox News or always checking Newsmax or just trying to find... um, updated information like around the clock and it just over time began to drag me down over a few days I just felt heavy and I felt emotionally depleted maybe some of you can relate to that it's not that I was trying to put my head in the sand by any means because I believe that our prayers are effective and powerful and that when wars are breaking out or when uh, disasters are happening we can not only practically help, practically give money uh, and go and be uh, helpful in those kind of scenarios, but we can especially pray and we can especially intercede. And um, so that's what I was doing. But I just was realizing during that time that I needed to step back. I needed to run to God first and foremost and to everything else secondary. You ever uh, heard of the phrase, you know, gaze on God and glance at everything else. Well, I felt like at times I've been gazing on social media or gazing on my smartphone and glancing at God. How many of you know that's not a very good recipe for success? When priorities get off in our heart emotionally, in our mind mentally, when we set ourselves on things that 
ultimately aren't worthy of our gaze, then we get sidetracked, distracted, and confused, and we sort of open ourselves to anxiety and worry and all sorts of other things. And so just, um, man, I've been struggling just going, you know, um, it's, don't think that I'm necessarily addicted to my phone, but the truth is I think I have been addicted to the smartphone, the iPhone in my pocket. And it can almost feel like I can't live without this thing. But then, you know, some of you might remember, like me, I'm 45. And I remember when I was in my 20s, did not even have smartphones, did not even have cell phones, barely had the internet, did ne- definitely didn't have, have a Netflix, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is you use. But none of these things, the, the World Wide Web was just beginning to rear its ugly head. <laughs> you know, I know there's many benefits. I know there's a lot of great things, obviously, that the World Wide Web can be used for. But also, there is a lot of distraction, a lot of destruction, and we have to really, really carefully uh, choose what we gaze on, choose what we behold, what we take in. And I think we're living in an accelerated age of information where literally nanoseconds, split seconds, we are receiving constantly visual messages, constantly taking things into our eyes that begin to flood our hearts and our minds. And so I was just realizing that you know what? I don't think I'm necessarily addicted to Facebook. I'm not necessarily on there all the time, you know, commenting on everybody's post or always looking for the latest whatever. Um, but the truth is, is that I still was spending too much time on Facebook or too much time on Instagram. And for myself, that's not a good thing, especially late at night when you tend to just wander, right? It starts off scrolling, whatever comments that your friends wrote and then eventually you're on the reels and eventually you're on you know Facebook watch and yeah there's just things that are not helpful things that are not good um, sensual material on there that is not something that um, is beneficial in any way uh, I don't need that temptation or that distraction and so um yeah, I've just been feeling convicted, like, you know, I, I, I need God more than, more than all of this, you know, I need to run, I need to find the secret place, I need to find myself again, and um, so about a week ago, I deactivated my Facebook page, and I deactivated Instagram, and I've minimized um, my time on Fox News or whatever, trying to get the updates of what's happening in Ukraine. Um, and it's not that I'm completely unplugged because, uh, for the church that I pastor, we have a Facebook page and I still publish content on there. And so I, I have to have a, a generic Facebook page so that I can upload to that page. But it's been very, very, very relieving and very, um, 
almost healing in some ways. You know, the funny thing is I've actually started reading some books again, and I'm reading a great book right now actually called The Emotionally Healthy Leader by Peter Scazzaro. I highly recommend and um, just uh, super, super good for anybody that's leading, whether you're in ministry or in business, you're a leader in any way. This book is so grounding. It's so, so important to the emotional journey, the spiritual journey that you're on and uh, for being willing to go to those difficult places um, to evaluate, to examine yourself, to see where you're really at. So I examined myself and I realized I need to cut the plug. I need to cut the cord. I need to minimize the noise. The noise is deafening. And I hope that I can just continue to do that. Honestly, in some ways, I just don't want to go back. I don't want to give myself again. I'd rather not have all of that distraction. It's a battle. It's a battle because my kids, you know, my oldest is 14 and it's like they, they don't know anything else but YouTube, right? They grew up with this. And so it's like a real challenge to try to help them understand the importance of solitude and silence and the importance of um, not being on the screen. And so we've, we've actually, you know, been very, um, direct with them about that, you know, and direct intentional, I should say, of discipling them in the art of creation and nature and discovery, which is amazing. My kids love the outdoors. Uh, it's amazing. My 14 year old a couple of weeks ago was just, you know, on the beach, just digging for, for crabs, ghost crabs. And he could care less about people walking by or what was happening on the beach. He just wanted to find that ghost crab. And he was determined ever since he was a little boy, he's loved reptiles and crustaceans and, you know, anything that moves really just amazing. And so uh, it was just so, so good to see that and to realize that's how I grew up. You know, I grew up on an island. I grew up where the pretty much my backyard was the tropical blue ocean. Not many people have that privilege to do that. But my dad taught me about nature. He taught me to love and appreciate the ocean. And so, you know, it, it's so it's so important for men that we um, minimize clutter and that we find ways to to gaze again in silence in a place where we're not constantly distracted by technology and that we are again finding sort of a, a, a fascination um, on God. And I think that the, the screen has a degree of power, the visual draw to where just like movies or video games have this ability to kind of suck out all of your fascination into this this whatever this virtual game or or this 3d movie or the you know these incredible graphics and, and on one hand it's just amazing on one hand it's enjoyable and on the other hand it's like you realize that we're losing as a culture we're losing an appreciation uh, for what god has created an appreciation for who god is and who we are apart from technology and that's a scary place to be. That's a really scary place when you forget where you came from and whose you are, who you belong to. 
It's only a matter of time before you self-destruct. And we're seeing the self-destruction in many, many, many forms of gender confusion, uh, identity, uh, theft. So many people confused of who they are and things that have happened to them. And I just think there's all kinds of repercussions to this. But I just want to encourage anybody to um, consider, consider, even if it's just for a time, deactivating your Facebook account or your Instagram or your TikTok, whatever it is, whatever is your go-to, whatever is your crutch. Maybe you don't have any of this and this is not an issue to you, so I'm speaking to those that it is an issue. But I might suggest that you might be slightly addicted, even if you're the one that, you know, didn't think that you were or are. But you might say, well, I'm not as addicted as this person or that person that I know. That really doesn't matter. Um, if, if you have to every minute or less or five minutes even or 10 minutes even grab your phone to check something out or check a notification, you know, if, it, if that's just sort of a constant rhythm, even especially when you're home, when you're not working, then well, that is a form of addiction. And if you can't put your phone away and put it down um, and actually engage with your family, then that's a form of addiction. That's something that's become too important to you. And that was happening in me. And I, it's not completely minimized or completely gone, but I'm on a journey of trying again to really minimize the noise so I can listen to God, so I can listen to what really matters, so that my eyes can gaze upon that which is far more entertaining and far more beautiful, far more fascinating, whether it's a mountain in front of me or an ocean or a tree or a, a river, a lake, um, whatever it might be that holds far greater weight than a YouTube video or time on Facebook. You know, the other thing is, I mean, <clears throat> we're created for true friendship. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got a little bit of a sore throat. We're created for true friendship. And Facebook is a world of fake friendships. It leads you to believe you have more friends than you actually do, right? And everybody's searching for significance with how many people like their comment, their post, or whatever it is, uh, how many people you could build up on a fan page. And the reality is, is that most people on Facebook don't have a close, deep friend. That There's a lot of absence, especially in this younger generation of true, meaningful, face-to-face, heart-to-heart, deep friendships. And that ultimately, it, you know, it, it's more significant, it's more meaningful to actually have and maintain one or two or three, maybe at the most, really deep friendships, like lifetime, lifelong friendships. And if you're married, obviously, hopefully that's your spouse. One of them should be your spouse. But also maybe to have one or two, if you're a man, obviously I'm speaking to men mostly, then having one or two close brothers that you consider uh, brothers that you can go to war with and um, 
a band of brothers, you know, that know you so well, that know your story, that know your journey, that know your struggles, know your sorrows, know your joys. You know, I'd rather have one or two really close friends that I can rely on than 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 quote friends on a Facebook page where I have to type comments, type whatever I'm eating, thinking, feeling, meditating on so that they can respond to that in an in, in a incredibly impersonal way. And we just don't think about it anymore, but, but it's so impersonal. It is uh, that it's scary. And in a increasingly metaverse world, a virtual world where it's a narrative being pushed to further isolate us and further cause confusion and further cause uh, identity confusion, communication confusion, conflict resolution confusion. And it's really significant. And I, I, I urge you, I urge you, I really do. Um, I seriously urge you to consider uh, fasting, uh, taking time. This is a season of, of Lent and a season where just in, in about a month, we're going to, we're going to go into Good Friday and then Resurrection Sunday where we uh, focus on the cross and we focus on what Jesus Christ has done for humanity. And this, this passion, this love, this sacrifice that was made so that we might be fascinated with God, so that we might live wholeheartedly for the Creator. And I'm not there yet, and I've had to be honest with myself that I have been more addicted than I would like to admit. And I, I don't need a mistress in the form of a beautiful smartphone. I don't need, I have an amazing wife that deserves my full attention, that deserves my listening ear and my caring heart. I have four amazing kids that deserve a dad that's engaged when he's home, a dad that actually puts his phone and his work to the side, that can fully enter into their story and affirm them and their identity where they're at. It's hard. I'm telling you, it's hard. I don't care if you're a pastor or if you're a business leader um, or you're in school, whatever it is that you're doing, it is difficult to intentionally initiate your children into who they are as young men and young women and what you speak into them as dad, what you give to them emotionally, spiritually, verbally, physically is incredibly important. And I fall short so many times of being um, the dad that I want to be. But I know that I'm trying, and I know that I'm on a journey, and I know that I am getting better. I know as my emotional maturity grows, right, and how I process my emotions, my anger, my sadness, my grief, my despair, my depression, all the different feelings that we go through. It's so important as a man to learn, to have self-awareness for what your deficiencies are, what your weaknesses are, what sins you struggle with, you know, to be aware of uh, what insecurities you're facing so that we don't mask them or try to hide them, but rather we work on them to overcome. That's the path that I am on, that I want to be on, and that I want to excel in. 
Because I do want to be, even in a world of war, I want to be the healthiest father and husband and man that I can be. I want to be the most complete. I want to learn to excel. I want to learn all of these things that require my attention, require my time. And so much time is wasted, wasted on things that don't matter. Things that I, that I look upon that don't matter, that don't carry eternal weight, that don't carry any significance in, even in my family. And so it has been a sobering time, and I imagine it will continue to be, even as we have been sobered with the events in Ukraine, sobered with the reality of war, sobered with the reality of death, with all the destruction that's going on. It is a time to be alert and awake, and we need to fight for what is ours. So I want to encourage you with that today. This is raw. This is straight from my heart, my journey, my struggle to yours. And I I sincerely hope that you're listening to me. I sincerely hope that you hear my, my plea to you. I don't care what you're doing right now. If you're driving, if you're working out, if you're doing the dishes, I want you to stop and be honest with yourself with how much time you're spending on a device, on an object in your pocket, or a computer on your desk, whatever it might be. And ask yourself, am I willing to lay it down, even for a season? Am I willing to lay it down as much as I'm able to? I get it, right? We all have to check emails and text and all these things. But that's one thing, having to constantly surf this and that, having constantly to look at someone else's life and someone else's world and dream and whatever, rather than pursue my own and complete my own, that's another. I don't want to live in someone's fantasy land. I don't want to live in someone else's Disneyland. I want to create my own. I want to create my own experiences with my family that I don't have to share with the whole world. That's another thing. My wife and I celebrated 17 years of anniversary on Saturday, and this was probably the first time in many years that I did not post it anywhere. Matter of fact, outside of my, my mom, there was maybe one other individual that texted and wished us a happy anniversary because her birthday falls on the same day. And that reminded her that it was her anniversary. Not that I was looking for that, but you know what? I asked the question, why do I need to put this on Facebook? Like, why do I need to, to receive all of this I get it, right? Some people on Facebook are friends. There are people I know and love. and uh, But if I don't put myself out there, then nobody's, nobody's responding. Nobody's texting or calling me. You know, they're not remembering that it's a birthday or an anniversary or whatever. And I don't remember people's anniversaries. I don't expect people to. But my point is, is that I don't have to put myself, my wife, or my kids out there on the World Wide Web for other people to give a thumbs up or other people to like or other people to comment on or for me to receive any kind of false identity or a false sense of fulfillment, a false sense of fanhood, stardom, whatever it is. And I believe that my identity is sealed. My identity is in God, is in Christ. And that should be enough. But unfortunately, it hasn't always been enough. And I'm willing to go the painful journey to make sure that it does become enough, that it stays enough all the time. 
So guys, this is Hearts of Men where I'm talking raw and I'm talking real. And it's relevant. I know it's relevant and will continue to be increasingly important in the days ahead. So do what you want with it. Just do. Just do something. Don't just listen to this and do nothing. I encourage you, do something. I want to hear about it. I would love to get a message. Share with me somehow down the road what you did and how it benefited you. Once again, this is Hearts of Men. Thanks so much for listening. God bless you guys. Thank you.